Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DU Expo at duckexpo.com. That's duckexpo.com. And by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources Hunter Education Program, enr.wi.gov. I'm Dan Small. Today, author Len Harris tells us a heartwarming story about a young man who found his calling in the outdoors. And Cajun French chef Philippe Parola says Asian carp and other invasive species are an untapped food resource. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070 AM and anytime at all on our podcast on Lakelink, iHeartRadio, or now OutdoorNews.com as well. Joining us once again is pro angler Duffy Cup. Well, Duffy, welcome back, and gosh, we're talking to you quite a bit this winter. Well, i got a lot going on, that's for darn sure. Absolutely. Well, you were at the Wisconsin Fishing Expo, which is way back in the rearview mirror now, a couple of weeks ago. How did that turn out? Friday really got it off to a good start, because usually at any of the shows that I go to, Friday is usually, let's kick the tires and go home. Whereas people came in, everybody smiling. And the amount of product that walked out of there was very, very good. I don't think I've ever had a a Friday at that show where I was able to have people buy as much product as I I did this past Madison Fishing Expo. Well, good. I hope that's a sign of other shows. There are a couple left, the Milwaukee Sports Show this weekend and the show in the Dells, the Open Season Sportsman's Expo in a couple of weeks. So let's hope that attendance and interest in new products and everything just stays high and you've got the the wisconsin muskie expo up in Wausau, yeah. also coming up on the 17th 18th and 19th okay um now you won't be at that right because you're going to be uh, at, at if Cabello's. i do i may i may go up on friday just huh. for a short day up there just to uh make contact with a couple of people and then on that friday and friday and or saturday and sunday then i'll be at the cabela's that week Okay, and you're there this weekend as well, Cabela's in Sun Prairie. I will be at Cabela's on March 11th and 12th. I uh, help people through, uh, you know, their needs and everything and, and point out some uh, pure fishing products to them. And I also will be there on the 18th and the 19th of March. So if people coming in, you know, they have their spring fling and they'll have some deals on stuff. So. Come on in and find me, say hi, and I'll I'll do what I can to help you out and probably try to save you a little bit of money. Yeah, we talked about that last time. You said you like to assess what somebody's budget is and what their real needs are rather than try to sell them the, the highest-end you know highest end item on the, on the shelf. Yeah, I, I think what happens a lot of times is a lot of companies have certain products that they want to really push. Yeah. And that's okay. I understand that. But when people come in, a lot of people don't take the time to kind of feel them out and find out what they really need. And then uh, they end up trying to sell them uh, much more than they really need. And they're going to try to convince people to spend money that they don't need to spend. Yeah. Well, I know that's not your style. Well, let's talk about the Muskie School. That is coming up. You're going to be a busy guy this weekend, next weekend, and then finally the big one for you on the 25th in Wanakee. Tell us about that school. Well, it's March 25th. It's the 20th anniversary of the Capital City Muskie School, and we've got a whole bunch of classes for you. And I think, because we've talked about that before, maybe I talk people through what they need to do. Is they go to muskieschool.com, and you can register right online, or you can download the paper version and, and send that in with the money. Until March 20th, it's it's only uh, $35. We kept the cost down again this year. But you go, you register. Out of the 30 classes, you're going to pick three, two of them before lunch, one after lunch, and then after the third class is over with, 
then everybody goes back into the Performing Arts Center at Wanakee High School, and we have a raffle that uh, this year nobody is going to believe because I don't think we're ever going to be able to duplicate it again. Uh, we really have some great sponsors this year, and that, that really has paid off for us. Well, good. And you mentioned lunch. That's part of the deal, isn't it? Yeah, we have a catered lunch, and when you come in in the morning, you come in the main thing, you check in at the tables that will be right beyond the front doors, and then you go down, grab yourself a cup of coffee and either a donut or a muffin, sit down, shoot the bowl for a little while, and then I'm going to get a Muskie School historical video that I made going in the Performing Arts Center. So you get in there about 15 minutes before the program starts, and uh, Jeff and I will also do an intro, and then we've got Steve Worrell that's going to do a 20-minute thing about how to catch 50-inch-plus muskies. And as soon as that 20 minutes is done, then you got to go to your first class. And uh, I will be teaching my first class, Muskie Fishing Basics, along with all the other classes that are going to be going on. And if you, you go on the website, muskieschool.com, and look at the listing of classes, you will be amazed. And there's a whole list there. You only get to pick one, though, in each one of the sessions. There's something for everybody, and there's 14 new classes. It's really a great thing for our 20th anniversary this year. And some of those classes are already filled, I would imagine, and others will fill because there are limits on some, aren't there? Yes. Classes that are held in regular high school classrooms, which are made for 25 uh, high school kids, so it gets a little tight when we get the adults in there, <laughs> but uh, we, we set the limit at 25. And in the pool and the Performing Arts Center and in the library, we don't set a limit on that because the seating there is virtually unlimited. Okay. But the earlier people can register, the better off you're going to be. We've, we've got three classes that are either filled. Uh, the rod-making class is filled. Uh, the real maintenance and service classes are all filled. And we had to eliminate Greg Fitch's class from the lineup because Greg has found himself in the hospital now, and we're trying to get him through that. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, so people should check it out online. Now, if somebody just doesn't know their schedule, is there a chance to walk in the door on the 25th and still oh, participate? certainly. Mm -hmm. After March 20th, the cost goes up to $45, but we welcome anybody that wants to come on in the door that morning Hopefully the classes that you want still have a seat available. Just as an example, as we are recording this right now, I think there are only five seats left in my class. Uh -huh. Just one example. Got it. I know uh, one of Steve Herbeck's classes is very close to being closed with a number of people that are signing up for it and, and various other classes too. So again, I know sometimes there are people that don't know if their boss wants them to work on Saturday and stuff like that. We have some sympathy with that situation, but if you find out you don't have to work on that Saturday, turn your computer on and get that done and, and do it, and you'll be glad you did that. Well, our goal is to have everybody leave that building on uh, that Saturday with a smile on their face. All right. Well, once again, Duffy, I, I appreciate your filling us in on all the details on the Muskie School. This is the 20th annual, and I will be there along with a bunch of other instructors and once again, the website, it's Muskie School, and Muskie is spelled M-U-S-K-I-E, muskieschool.com, right? That's it. And just so everybody knows, you see a lot of stuff online and everything with schools and other seminars and stuff like that. But if you look carefully, there is nobody that does it the way we do it with a number of classes and nobody making any money on it. All that money goes into stocking. DNR research, and this year we're going to give out two scholarships to uh, Wanakee High School seniors. Fantastic. All right, well, Duffy, I will see you at that event. I think you and I are both going to be heading in different directions between now and then, so I probably won't see you until then, but I look forward to seeing you and everybody else on the 25th. Very good, Dan. Thanks. Thank you. Duffy Cup with a report for Madison Outdoors, and I hope you'll join us on the 25th at Wanaki High School for the 20th Annual Muskie School. And you can check it out online and register at muskieschool.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. <laughs>
The 82nd Annual Journal Sentinel Sports Show returns to Wisconsin State Fair Park March 9th through 12th. The longest-running outdoor recreation show in the nation features big-name entertainment, outdoor skills learning, and hundreds of vendors and businesses. Headlining the show is outdoors woman, TV show host, author, and social media personality, Eva Shockey. Learn fishing strategies from Bass Elite Series Pro John Cruz. And self-proclaimed grillologists Mad Dog and Merrill will demonstrate their grilling secrets. For Journal Sentinel Sports Show tickets and information, go to jssportshow.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. And the firm of Hupe and Abraham has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes. Michael Hupe is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, and he's offering a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got such a tip, visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me once again from Wisconsin Rapids, back from his final Ultimate Panfish League ice fishing tournament of the season, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, you guys had a pretty close uh, close encounter, I guess you'd say, right? Yeah, well, you know, it, it was. Uh, we had a great time over on Lake Washington in Meeker County, uh, Minnesota, uh, searching for big crappies and uh, and bluegills, and it really ended up being a crappie battle. The crappies were so big, and the bluegills were really so small, uh, and very few legal sized bluegills. They have to be over seven inches. Uh, that it, it, everybody knew that if you got your big crappies, seven big crappies, you wouldn't even need to go get bluegills. So everybody was was crappie fishing, and uh, those of us that found crappies did well. Those that didn't find the big crappies uh, did not to do so well. It's a cl- very clear separation when you look at the end result. We took seventh place, uh, but we were only uh, three quarters of a pound out of uh, out of a check in uh, about third place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pretty tight knit group. We didn't fish clean. Todd and I missed some opportunities on some fish where we had them to the hole. Uh, hook popped right at the end. These were big, big crappies. So, uh, as soon as their weight was felt within that hole, uh, those fish really, uh, were really easy to pop off the hook. And, uh-huh. um, we didn't fish as clean as we wanted to, finished with a seventh, had the, had two fish on that probably would have given us at least a, at least a second or third place finish. But, um, it was fun. We'll, uh, we probably won't do UPL again next year. We'll probably do some other events next year, maybe a little closer to home and, but uh, it was a great experience for Todd getting into tournament fi- ice fishing, and uh, it was fun to be back on the road doing it. Yeah, well, you haven't done it for a while, so um, I'm glad you at least uh, maybe didn't finish in the money this time, but um, at least a respectable finish and so close. And that, that happens. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was happens. fun. Yeah. Well, I heard the first Sandhill Cranes last week, so some of them are back. I don't know if you've seen any. You probably saw some on your dri- uh, drive, no? No cranes, just swans. Lots no, and lots no. of swans. Okay, wow. Well, I've got a couple appearances in March and one in April, and we'll talk about those next week. The two in March are on the 25th. The first one is the uh, Muskie School at Wanakee High School, so we'll tell you more about that next week. Well, coming up, trout angler and storyteller Len Harris shares a story about a young man who found his calling in the outdoors. But first, Cajun chef Philippe Parola tells us why we should be eating more invasive species like Asian carp, wild boar, and others. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. 
The Wisconsin Open Season Sportsman's Expo, presented by Progressive and Can-Am, returns to Kalahari Resorts and Conventions in the Wisconsin Dells, March 24th through 26th. Come see the latest products, gear, and equipment for hunting and outdoor enthusiasts. Try before you buy cutting-edge products and shop special show-only pricing. Also, bring your buck for scoring in the Trophy Deer Contest. Purchase tickets in advance online at OpenSeasonSportsmansExpo.com. The Wisconsin Open Season Sportsman's Expo is presented by Progressive and Can-Am. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Introducing the all-new OutdoorNews.com. The most trusted source for all things out of doors in the Great Lakes region just got better. At OutdoorNews.com, you'll now have full access to every outdoor news story, breaking news and updates, our comprehensive fishing and hunting reports, pro tips, and much more for our seven-state region and beyond. Top hunters and anglers look to Outdoor News to keep them up to date and ahead of the crowd. Now it's easier than ever with the all-new OutdoorNews.com. The Wisconsin Open Season Sportsman's Expo, presented by Progressive and Can-Am, returns to Kalahari Resorts and Conventions in the Wisconsin Dells, March 24th through 26th. Come see the latest products, gear, and equipment for hunting and outdoor enthusiasts. Try before you buy cutting-edge products and shop special show-only pricing. Also, bring your buck for scoring in the Trophy Deer Contest. Purchase tickets in advance online at OpenSeasonSportsmansExpo.com. The Wisconsin Open Season Sportsman's Expo is presented by Progressive and Can-Am. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Well, about a month ago, we had a Hmong chef named Yia Vang on the show. He's the host of the TV show Feral on the Outdoor Channel. Well, my good friend Tom Watson, an outdoor writer from Appleton, Minnesota, alerted me to another chef who specializes in invasive species. His name is Philippe Parola. He hails from Baton Rouge, or Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and his new book, just published this year, is entitled Can't Beat Em, Eat Em. And his website has the same name, can'tbeatemeatem.us. So joining us now on his way to pick up a wild boar in Venice, Louisiana, is Chef Philippe. Chef Philippe, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm honored to uh, talk to you guys. You're down in Cajun country, but you told me you're not truly Cajun. You're You're from Paris originally. Yes, I was born in, in Paris, France, and I moved here in a very early 80s, so I'll be here a bit over 40 years now. I, I am one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What brought you to Louisiana? Way back then, French chef was in high demand, and uh, it was classified as a job that no American could do better than us, so uh, I had the opportunity to have work permit, and... Uh, Citizenship, literally. Yeah. That's what brought me here. All right. And you've been cooking and teaching people ever since. Well, yes. I uh, landed in New Orleans first, and I was working in some of the famous restaurants in the French quarters, La Louisiane and Broussard. Then I ended up in Baton Rouge. Then I, I opened my restaurant a few years later, and a cooking school. What kept me here, I will tell you, is I discovered the outdoor here that Louisiana had to offer. And it is absolutely, they call it the sportsman paradise, I guarantee you it is. It's just unbelievable, the hunting, the fishing, and over the years I have seen invasive species destroying wildlife habitat, and I want to do something about it, they know is what I know. 
Well, that is a noble mission, and you lay it out on your website. So why don't you tell us, what is your mission with Camp Beat 'em Eat 'em? Well, I uh, started with this particular uh, uh, slogan when I did the uh, Nutria meat promotion. You guys have Nutria up there too, don't you? No, we don't have Nutria yet. We've got a lot of possums that oh. came up from down south. In fact, I've got a possum in the freezer right now. i got to ask you for a recipe later. So, <laughs> so anyway, Nutria. Yeah, Nutria. Um, well, they're pretty much in, in many states, I guarantee. I'm surprised that you don't have them up there. I know they're in Oregon and, and uh, places like that. When I was doing the promotion of eating Nutria meat, which was handled by the wildlife and fisher here, I came up with a slogan, can't beat them, eat them, and it became a pretty much a good general slogan for eating things off the wall, like wapo, nutria, Asian carp, things of that nature, and visit species. Yep. And you have a mission to try to educate people about invasive species. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's what the book is about. It's about educating people. Really, it's one of a kind, uh, must-have book simply because it's 40 invasive species put together in North America. Not only I talked about the geographic where they're at in North America, but also how they got here, the threat to the ecosystem. It's a very educating book. And I have a recipe for each one of those invasive species. And my stories uh, about promoting those invasive species in the past. And you also address the question of nourishment, something that a lot of us who eat well and don't have to worry about our next meal don't think much about. But talk about that. Our policymakers are spending hundreds of millions of dollars in trying to eradicate a proper food source, okay? Mm. And yet, eradication, it's impossible. There is a few partial eradication then there that cost, as I said, hundreds of millions of taxpayers, but yet, you know, we are in a big mess with wild boar, Asian carp, nutria, and so many plants and so many others, and we're not going to get rid of them. So we need to quit doing that. I love science, but there is a point where that needs to stop and focus on getting both edible and visit species, especially the wild boar, which is everywhere. And every other day, there is news about the problem of wild boar. And not only the problem, and the, the disease they carry. I mean, let's talk about this for a minute. I mean, this is so idiotic, it's incredible. We have eaten wild boar since the beginning of humankind. Our policymakers are trying to scare us on trying to harvest wild boar, commercialize wild boar, or eating wild boar simply because of, of bacteria contamination. If you do a skew, which I promote, and you uh, cook and boil wild boar, any type of meat over the 212, 220 degrees, I guarantee you no, no bacteria survive that, okay? Right. So you don't have no problem. Now, let's talk about the part where it's chicken. It scares you when you figure out what is in the meat. It, it's just incredible. You grow a chicken within three weeks. They imagine what you're eating. And when nobody disclosed that, so let me share with you another fact. Okay. According to our research, and we work with libraries to make sure that we found those, those facts, there is no death recorded by eating wild game. Uh-huh. Period. Nobody died of eating wild game. Up to date. Do you know how many deaths per year about eating conventional processed food, meaning food that you buy in a store? I'll bet it's a lot. Right, I'm, I'm going to give you, and these are facts. Approximately 3,000 deaths per year eating conventional processed food and no zero on eating wild game. So if you read anything out there about all the cross-contamination, potential cross-contamination, let's put it this way, that would scare you about eating wild boar or wild game, buy my book. I got the guideline how to cook it properly. And I guarantee you that not only you won't get sick, but it's the most healthier natural protein than you will ever eat. Much better than fried chicken that you will get at Popeye's. 
I think a lot of our listeners agree with you. I certainly do. I raise my own chickens, and we butcher one as we need it. We probably eat one or two birds a week. Uh-huh. I, I eat a lot of wild game. I know a lot of our listeners do. My wife won't even let me bring a bag of potato chips into the house because it's too heavily processed. <laughs> Jeez, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Philippe, we have to take a break here. Um, will you okay. uh, stick around, and we will continue this? All right. I'm talking with Chef Philippe Parola. He is a chef from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He's got a new book and a website, the title of which is Can't Beat 'em, Eat 'em, and the website is can'tbeatemeatem.us. I'm Dan Small, more outdoors radio right after this. Listen to more outdoors radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. I'm talking with Chef Philippe Parola from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The title of his new book is the same as his website, Can't Beat 'em, Eat 'em. And his website is can'tbeatemeatem.us. And Philippe, you are on your way to pick up a wild boar down in Venice, Louisiana. What are you going to do with that boar when you get him? I'm going to make a video. <laughs> oh. How to kind of clean it, cook it, and we're going to do what we call down in Louisiana a cochon de lait, rotisserie, and we're going to make wild boar taco. The recipe and everything will be done out there. And you know, go to my website, and you will see it. When you were in New Orleans, you served a couple of presidents, according to your website, Gerald Ford and uh, <laughs> you saw that, huh? the first George uh, yeah. Bush. Yeah, I was, uh, yes, I was very honored to serve uh, Gerald Ford and George Bush Sr. They were just delightful to, to uh, talk to and serve them. Uh, that was a, a big highlight of my career, for sure. Did you serve them alligator? Yes, <laughs> yes. I sure did. I was the one who promoted alligator meat uh, in 1982, actually, when alligators was actually a nuisance here due to the fact that the price of the skin went down due to the animal rights, the activists, you know, saving animals. And now, look, I don't mind that. I understand. So we had a problem, and the skin value went down tremendously, and uh, I got approached by some of those trappers and business people that were making a living selling this alligator skin to Europe. They brought me an ice chest full of meat and asked me if I could do anything and put some value on it and promote it and all. Back then, it was no cell phone, it was no internet, uh, I mean, nothing of that nature. So you have to travel, you have to bring samples, you have to cook. And we did it. And today, it's a, a multi-million dollar business. I have eaten alligator. Oh, yeah, I've eaten it. I've, I've oh, never... Yeah, yeah. But I know they're not up there where you at, that's no, for sure. No, no, they're not. We still... Yeah. We, we got plenty. Yeah, the well... The population is moving again. <laughs> yeah. You can keep them down there, but we'll eat them when you when you get them. Uh, yeah, I know. That, that's, what, that's what we're going to do. We we're going to keep them as a food source. Yeah. You know? What is the wildest thing you've eaten? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> look, I traveled the world back and forth so many times. I went to Asia and many countries, China, Taiwan, Vietnam, and uh, all these places. And I truly enjoy the food that they really eat out there because they really know how to use what Mother Nature offered. And I guarantee you that uh, a lot of that stuff is really good to eat. I had, oh my God, quite a variety of insects that mm. were fried that taste like just popcorn. Yeah. Uh, the locusts, for instance. I have eaten, uh, of course, the, the, the nutria here, a variety of different snakes, from a rattlesnake to a python, and of course, all kind of different fish. Let's talk about the Asian cup, for instance. Yes. When I jumped into that and found the Asian cup in Louisiana water probably 12, 13 years ago, everybody was talking and saying how filthy and nasty and ugly the fish was, and no one wanted to eat it. Well, I've done a lot of work in educating people, especially in Illinois, on eating the Asian cup and how good Asian cup are, because there is no such a thing than a bad fish. really is not. 
And, and education, it's everything. When it comes to food source and knowing what to harvest and trap and fried or baked or, <laughs> or grilled, that's what this book is about. It's, it's educating people that uh, there is many plants that people think, oh, wow, I didn't know you could eat that. Like the bullfrog, for instance. This morning, it was an article about bullfrog being a, um, an invasive species up north, not far from where you're at. They might be invasive, actually, in your state. Down here, they are delicacy. Same thing with crawfish. Down in Louisiana, they are delicacy. It, it's a multi-million dollar business. We need to educate those folks. People need to know what has been done uh, cooking and preparing many of those invasive species, and it could be a dinner on your table from your backyard, uh, your pond right there, your lake, your river. This is what this book is about, yep. educating people. Yep. When I was a kid, we caught bullfrogs all the time and ate them. I've eaten that silver carp, the one that jumps. Absolutely. We, we bow fished for them. They jump, and then you shoot them in the air with a bow. It, it was just crazy. And, there you go. And we took 10 well, of them home, and, and they weren't bad. Well, you're doing the right thing, you know, because I'm a firm believer that if you kill it, you eat it. Okay? Yeah. So that's my, my motto. And I grew up with that in mind, always. The Asian carp, if they jump into your boat, I guarantee you, watch my video on my website, and you will see how wonderful it looks. You can't really test it on my video, but you will see the expression of those folks who have the Asian carp fish that is called Kopi now. It is absolutely a delicious fish. It really is. It certainly is. Now, you said your motto is, if you kill it, you eat it. My first wife is French, and that was her motto. And I shot three crows one day, and I brought them home, and she made a crow pie using a pigeon pie recipe. Have you eaten crow? <laughs> yes, I have. Huh? Absolutely. I think I have eaten pretty much anything that crawl, fly, swim. Uh, I mean, you name it. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I traveled the world in so many places that uh, I got exposed to uh, many bizarre food, as I will say. And I'm going to tell you, if it's well prepared and it tastes good, I'm all for it. All right. Well, Chef Philippe, we have to let you go, but we will tell people one more time yeah. here about your website, can'tbeatemeatem.us. And the title of the book is Can't Beat Em, Eat Em. People can buy it there or pretty much anywhere, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much anywhere. And one more thing I'd like to say. Sure. You know, everybody talks about uh, how bad those invasive species are. They talk about the problem. This book is about the solution to those problems. And it's transparent. And we have the popular vote doing what, what I promote of doing. Can't beat them, eat them, my friend. All right. Well, Philippe, thank you so much. Drive safely and have fun with that wild boar. I know. I will. Thank right. you for having me. You bet. Goodbye, che guys. That was Chef Philippe Parola from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. His website, once again, Can't Beat em, Eat em, and the book of that same title is available there and pretty much anywhere you buy books. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. <laughs> The 82nd Annual Journal Sentinel Sports Show returns to Wisconsin State Fair Park March 9th through 12th. The longest-running outdoor recreation show in the nation features big-name entertainment, outdoor skills learning, and hundreds of vendors and businesses. Headlining the show is outdoors woman, TV show host, author, and social media personality Eva Shockey. Learn fishing strategies from Bass Elite Series pro John Cruz. And self-proclaimed grillologists Mad Dog and Merrill will demonstrate their grilling secrets. For Journal Sentinel Sports Show tickets and information, go to jssportshow.com. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. 
Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at RemyBattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. The Wisconsin Open Season Sportsman's Expo presented by Progressive and Can-Am returns to Kalahari Resorts and Conventions in the Wisconsin Dells March 24th through 26th. Come see the latest products, gear, and equipment for hunting and outdoor enthusiasts. Try before you buy cutting-edge products and shop special show-only pricing. Also, bring your buck for scoring in the Trophy Deer Contest. Purchase tickets in advance online at OpenSeasonSportsmansExpo.com. The Wisconsin Open Season Season Sportsman's Expo is presented by Progressive and Can-Am. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. If you follow the Outdoor News Wisconsin Facebook group, you may have noticed a recent post by Len Harris. Len is a retired teller of tales, as he puts it, and an avid trout hunter from Richland Center. He's written several books, and he posts regularly on the Outdoor News Wisconsin Facebook group. And he's joining us now from Richland Center. Len, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. You bet. Now, you and I talk trout fishing mostly on Facebook nowadays, but we have fished once together, and you've been out a couple times this year already, haven't you? I think I've been out four times this year already. It's been a little slow. Water's extremely low, and it's still quite cold for the fish to want to bite. But still, people are out there fishing. As I mentioned, your recent post on the Facebook page of Wisconsin Outdoor News caught my attention. It's called Leaf in the Wind, and I wonder if you'd share that story with us. Certainly, Dan. About 20 years ago, I decided I was going to be a guide, and it only lasted about five years. I liked guiding, but I didn't like watching people fish. It was like going to a gold mine without a shovel. <laughs> I had quite a few clients for about five years, and during that five years, I started doing presentations at schools and Trout Unlimited chapters, and I called the presentation Trout Don't Live in Ugly Places. During that time, I even spoke at the expo down in Madison four times, I believe. But all the time I was watching people fishing, I was wanting to fish, so I stopped guiding. Part of what I liked about guiding was taking young people out because I worry about trout fishing not having new blood in it. After I quit guiding, I decided to continue on with my Trout Don't Live in Ugly Places PowerPoint or slideshow at schools. I did it for another four years after I quit guiding. I really like turning the young folks on to fishing. Most times, I would show up and there would be anywhere from 10. I did a presentation down in Riverdale School and it was just a fishing class during the summer. And then another time, I believe I went to another school and all of the kids from the elementary school emptied out into the gymnasium, first grade through sixth, a pretty big crowd. And as they were coming in, I saw one teacher keeping one of her students quite close and I listened to what she was saying she says you need to be respectful you need to be quiet and you need to set by me it was obvious she was worrying about him being a distraction to the other students well just before I started speaking I thought to myself I need to have an assistant run the slideshow machine for me and I thought about asking all the kids who wants to do this but I thought to myself, this kid reminds me a lot of me, the one that was being kept close by his teacher. 
And I just walked right over to him and I said, you're my assistant. And he got up and I don't think he'd been given any real responsibility in his life before. You could tell he liked me picking him. So I showed him how to run the slideshow, how to go forward and backwards. And I told him, if I give you the two fingers in the air, that means change the slide. The whole first through sixth grade was watching him. And he was really feeling good about himself. And it went off without a hitch. In lots of my presentations, when I began, I just put pictures of trout and pictures of trout streams, but I kind of felt I was losing the kids a little bit by doing this. So I incorporated wildflowers, snakes, turtles, you name it. I take a lot of pictures. If anything out nature will hold still, I'll try to get a picture of it. I didn't want my presentation just to be for young men. I wanted it to be for everyone because that trout doesn't know if you're a male or a female casting that rod and there aren't enough females in trout fish, and I wish there were more. So the presentation went off without a hitch, and I was helping in the gym, straighten up after they left, and I was just about to leave, and out came that teacher that was corralling her student, and she thanked me. She said, you could tell he just lit up from you picking him. And she gave me a little backstory. She said, that his father had died in a farming accident two years prior and that he had been not able to focus and was being kind of a class clown to get by. She told me that he was like a leaf in the wind. Many times in my youth and even a young adulthood, I felt that way. My father passed when I was 10 and he was a total teacher in the wild. We couldn't go buy a wildflower without him telling me what it was or something special about it. Outdoor was like a class. So that teacher really appreciated it. I've done so many presentations. I figured it out. I'm right around 80 of them. Uh Schools, trout and limited chapters. And my wife even talked me into doing some at nursing homes. She called it taking this dream to the folks there. Finally... After I had knee and back problems, I couldn't stand very long anymore, I quit doing it. I still have the slideshow. If someone in the community wants to go fishing, I take them with me, and I try to get them to bring their kids along. So fast forward, it's about a month and a half ago, it was Christmas time, and my wife and her family, I talked them into going to a new restaurant in Madison because it had just opened up. I have kind of a hobby that I like going to German restaurants. I lived in Germany in the Army for almost six years, and I like testing out new German places just to see if the food measures up. We were there about two hours, and I was telling my stories. After I get comfortable with people, even any kind of gathering, I, I like telling stories. And I must have been fairly outgoing because somebody recognized me. I eventually had to do a bathroom break. And on the way there, the guy stood up to me and he says, are you Len? And I thought to myself, who knows me in Madison? (laughs) I'll be right back, I told him. So I came back looking for the guy and I didn't have to look for him. He found me. He was right at the top of the stairs waiting on me. He asked me, do you remember me? And I really had to scratch my head, and I could not place the face. He says, the last time you met me, I was a sixth grader. And it still didn't sink in. This is like a good 11 to 15 years later. Mm -hmm. And he says, I helped you with your slideshow. I wasn't 100% sure I recognized him still, but the idea of my trout don't live in ugly places carrying on in this kid's mind for that long i thought i did it i created a new angler someone that loves the outdoors as much as i do he says you do know you told the story about how you wanted to be a school teacher during your presentation and it didn't turn out for you you ended up going in the army finally got out went back to college And I remember you telling me that you were afraid of college because it just was daunting. He told me it was the same thing with him because
because he just lacked focus as a young kid. But my presentation and the responsibility that I had given him made him have confidence. He told me his name, just his first name, and said he was home on Christmas vacation and he wanted to try out. Same thing, he wanted to see this new restaurant. I'd been getting lots of good ratings. He shook my hand and we both had a big grin. And just as he left, I asked him, you're in college? And he says, yeah, I'm in my third year and I'm going to be a game warden. Wow. Len, that was an amazing story. You certainly had an impact on that young man's life. Well, I like to take a little credit, but it was all on him. Well, certainly he had to run with the ball, so to speak, but you were a catalyst, it seems to me, because you picked him out of a whole gym full of kids, and he responded to that responsibility. Who knows what he might have done had you not been there or had someone else not given him that kind of opportunity. I was pretty pumped up afterwards, and I went back to my table and talked to my wife and her sisters about it. And they said, well, why didn't you invite him to the table? And you know, part of the reason I didn't do it is because I didn't want to make it about me. I wanted the young man to be proud. And I didn't know if he liked speaking to absolutely unknown people to him. Every time I did a presentation after that, I always picked one from the crowd. And I would alternate female and male. And I wouldn't pick the ones that wanted to do it. I usually pick the ones that didn't want it, that were a little distracted. I just requires just a little attention or responsibility. And you mix in the stories about the outdoors. And I talked a little bit about my dad and how he was a teacher and how ultimately I wanted to be a game warden when I first got out of the military. And also I wanted to be a teacher so my teaching was doing my presentation, and almost always, all the kids would be alert, watching. They wouldn't be goofing off. I wouldn't just talk trout, trout, trout. I can remember one time putting a big spider picture up and telling everyone about the spider. I wouldn't just say, yeah, it's a spider. I would always research it and tell them what kind it was, whether it was male or female, and I wouldn't just be punting. I would get a hold of some of my friends that work for the DNR and ask them, what is this? Is this a male or female? How do you tell the difference? So it wasn't just a picture show. It was education. And I think that was part of the reason why this young guy, his first name was Kevin. I don't remember his last. I didn't get it. Didn't tell me back then what he wanted to do, but I think that I might have had a little influence on him. I think you certainly did, and I think it's admirable that you followed that same pattern of picking somebody to be your assistant. I wonder how many more game wardens or teachers you've helped create by igniting that little spark in somebody. One time in Pradeshin at the rendezvous, I had a kid come up to me and introduce his parents to me because I presented down in Prairie. Well, this is the trout guy. One time in Walmart here in Richland Center, I had two young adults, but they were kids when I did the presentation, and all three of them were in my presentation, and they all remembered me, and they were all outdoors folks then. And I've had a young lady come up to me, tell me that she didn't care for the outdoors too much because it was daunting and it was scary. And during my presentation, I would tell them, snakes are not evil, spiders are not evil, and every living thing deserves to live and don't just kill something because you're afraid of it. This young lady told me that she started hiking after that. She took up fishing, didn't really care for fishing much, but she went out in the outdoors now and she wasn't afraid of it anymore. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And you know this, you're telling us that you became the teacher that you had hope to become in your younger years, you just did it in a different way and in a way that really has more freedom to it because you're not tied to a classroom. You can create your presentation and deliver it as a special gift to a class or to an assembly. And it's something that people are going to remember. Obviously, those those young people remembered and learned something. Since 
license and have stopped. Trout Unlimited has started doing trout in the classroom, which is very admirable, and I really like it. I've been asked to do presentations since then. I've got an artificial left knee. I've got a back fusion. Standing is not my forte anymore. I've got to, even when I go fishing, I have to keep moving and set quite often. But every time I go to the stream, I'm 10 years old again. So what's next for Lynn Harris? Are you going to write another book for us? Well, I actually have one setting all done, and, and I let my wife review it. She's my editor. And she said, well, you need to wait a little bit. The last one I wrote, I believe, was in 2014. And this one is going to be called Yesterday and Tomorrow. And it's going to be stories of life and the outdoors. Well, I can't wait to see it, and we'll talk about it when you get it in print. Now, I understand that Our Wisconsin is going to publish the story that you told us, A Leaf in the Wind. I sent it away right away to Mike Bino, who's the editor there. His assistant editor, Trish, got back with me, and she asked me some questions, and she wanted some accompanying pictures, and it sounds like it's a go. She told me she would get back with me, when the current edition was in print to fine-tune my story for the next edition. Well, we can all look forward to reading that. And meanwhile, if we go to the Outdoor News Wisconsin Group Facebook page, we can read your story there, the story that you told us. So, Len, thanks so much for sharing this story. We've got to get you on again and share some more of your great stories about the outdoors and how it impacts our lives. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Len Harris, a teller of tales, an avid trout angler from Richland Center, and the author of this very nice story, A Leaf in the Wind. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. The 82nd Annual Journal Sentinel Sports Show returns to Wisconsin State Fair Park March 9th through 12th. The longest-running outdoor recreation show in the nation features big-name entertainment, outdoor skills learning, and hundreds of vendors and businesses. Headlining the show is outdoors woman, TV show host, author, and social media personality, Eva Shockey. Learn fishing strategies from Bass Elite Series pro John Cruz. And self-proclaimed grillologists Mad Dog and Merrill will demonstrate their grilling secrets. For Journal Sentinel Sports Show tickets and information, go to jssportshow.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Introducing the all-new OutdoorNews.com. The most trusted source for all things out of doors in the Great Lakes region just got better. At OutdoorNews.com, you'll now have full access to every outdoor news story, breaking news and updates, our comprehensive fishing and hunting reports, pro tips, and much more for our seven-state region and beyond. Top hunters and anglers look to Outdoor News to keep them up to date and ahead of the crowd. Now it's easier than ever with the all-new OutdoorNews.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. 
But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And Cedar Lake Sales has lots of boats on display this weekend at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show. Uh, you can check that out at State Fair Park. Check out their website and Facebook t- page for more details. Uh, we're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DU Expo at DuckExpo.com. That's DuckExpo.com. And by the Wisconsin DNR Hunter Education Program. Want to go hunting? Sign up for hunter education or learn to hunt classes at DNR.wi.gov. If our TV show Outdoor Wisconsin is not airing where you live right now, you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org, and you can watch the show in uh, regular time at 9 o'clock Thursday night and 9 on Saturday morning on Channel 10 in Milwaukee. And our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show is on our YouTube channel. Uh, Last year's show and shows from the past few years are there, and that's just Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV on YouTube. You know, each and every one of our radio shows is uh, archived for you to go and take a listen to, and uh, we upload each one each week uh, so that you can download it and uh, listen at your leisure. You can check that out at lake-link.com, go to the outdoor radio page, download the shows, and, uh, you know, binge listen. That's what we talked about last week. Go ahead and binge listen to the whole thing. <laughs> you can find Dan on social media throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors. Find me at Hardwater Jeff. And you can also binge listen on OutdoorNews.com. The new Outdoor News website is there. They have a podcast tab, which includes our show and Rob Driesline's show and a couple of other shows that you might find interesting as well. OutdoorNews.com. DNR Fisheries personnel are hosting the second of four public meetings on Lake Michigan lake trout. And this one is on Monday, March 20th at 6 p.m. at Lakeshore Technical College in Cleveland, Wisconsin. You can attend in person or virtually, and you should register on the DNR website. Just type in the keywords Lake Michigan Lake Trout. The meetings are geared toward commercial harvest, but sport fishermen might be interested as well. And Jeff, did you know that FamilyDestinationsGuide.com lists Wisconsin Dells as one of the top ten locations for a family spring break? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yep. I don't mean to laugh, Dan, but uh, I don't. I, does spring break come before or after Memorial Day? Well, <laughs> well, that's a good a good question because we're ranked number two behind Dominica in the Caribbean and ahead of three Florida locations and two more in the Caribbean. I guess they just don't know when spring comes to Wisconsin. But <laughs> the, the anyway. Dells is a great place. I just don't know if uh, late March, early April is the best time to go. Yeah, I right. don't know. Now, My opinion. Check it out, folks. <laughs> FamilyDestinationsGuide.com. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. He and his friends will present a series of concerts this spring. Next up on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th at 7 p.m. at the Harborview Event Center in Washburn. And then Sunday, March 19th, Warren and friends will be at the Park Theater in Hayward for a matinee concert at 3 p.m. For upcoming events and a full schedule, visit warrennelson.com and click on the media page. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend or come on down to the sports show. I'll be there all weekend. And be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. 